Oh, hello. <coughs> Are you dying? No, I'm not dying. No, 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 Welcome to the Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wooger, my friend, Mrs. Berry, who survived the irresponsible. Iris- no, ir- uh, ir- uh, the the inexplicable, inexplicable abdominal, ad- abdominal, abdominal, linguistical. <laughs> um. Uh, ailment. Okay. Inexplicable abdominal, abdominal ailment. We're going to come back to that. Um, but we did have a break last week because... Well, we went to uh, we went to the International Women's Day Breakfast with Lucy Bloom uh, because I'm a Country Women's Association member, as is Lucy, uh, of which I really don't remember much of it at all. So we couldn't do it on the, sun, uh, the Saturday. Because I was... Because... Kim has been very, very ill. Now, Kim, can you explain to our gorgeous friends what's going on in your guts? Well, I don't really know, but I woke up last Thursday morning hideously nauseous, went to work, as you do, um, because it wasn't like gastro-nauseousness. It was just this weird, it was weird. It wasn't like anything. I've had it before, but it had stopped once I started taking a um, a tablet called Panzertrat, which is the in, uh, uh, the enzymes that your pancreas produces because mine doesn't produce it, right? So it had pretty much gone away since then. Anyway, I got to about one o'clock at work when I eventually sort of had to say to my publisher, I've got to go. And I'd sort of Googled. I'd done Dr. Google. Right? Oh, yeah. That's always going to end well. So I'd had stomach cramping, nauseousness. I, I was running a bit of a mild temp, like I had the goosebumps yeah. and I just wasn't quite, you know, I wasn't great. Where and is Yeah, and diarrhoea. And, um, yeah, and you know, pancreatitis was right up there. And Rob and I on date night the night before had had a couple of espresso martinis. Anything to do with the pancreas, I freak out. Yeah, because basically what happens is your pancreas will basically start eating your digestive system. So it's not good. It's really bad. It's not a friendly organ. It's not a friendly organ. In fact, if something does go wrong with your pancreas, it tends to really fuck your shit up. Oh, yes. Because there's two parts of your pancreas. One produces the enzymes that help you digest food, and the other part produces insulin. So it's kind of important that we it's need working. It. Yes. Um, and I was literally, I had basically self-diagnosed myself that I had pancreatitis and that I had it because we'd had three cocktails the night before in quite quick succession. Because I wasn't off my chops. I wasn't hungover. I wasn't anything like that. And I was just like, no, it's just because we drank it really quickly. And and they're quite rich. And I've had a lot of, I've been really stressed for a couple, like quite a few weeks. And maybe it's just reached a point. Like I've really Your body's saying. Right. Oh. So self-diagnosed self pancreatitis. So I went, okay, I, what I need to do is go home and essentially starve myself and just have lots of fluids. And I'm in the bus, getting going home, and the pain got so much worse that I was literally doubled over on the bus. Oh, did someone help you? No. Um, well, I was trying to do it discreetly. Like, I'm sort of doing that, you know, that... What? Anyway. Were you sweating? Yeah. Oh, I and I had ten. I, was... I just was not in a good place. And so I thought, this isn't actually very good, Kim. And you talk about, on the podcast, about self-care. And you... And Rob constantly says to you that self-care is sexy. So you need to do some self-care. So I checked... My GP has this awesome, he's part of this hot doc app and, you know, different. Are they hot? Well, no. 
I think that would be. That's very misleading. It is misleading advertising. Because a hot doc app, I would be all over that. I know. Hot doctors are a thing. But GP clinics can basically sign up to it and then all of their all of their GPs are on it. You click on them. You're, you're a current patient, blah, blah. And he had, uh, this is a miracle of like huge status. He had a spot at like 2.45 and it was like that never happens that never happens no sorry it was 3:45 and so get your hand away from your mouth so i went to see him and i said oh so do i just go home and just drink lots of fluids and not eat very much and he just looked at me and goes no i'm really not happy and i'm like oh what yes you have abdominal pain everywhere like it's not just where your pancreas is it's he goes there could be a whole host of things that are going on here and none of them are good if they're just left alone. I'm like, oh my god. So he goes, who can? You know, have you got someone to drive you? So can I just pause you there? This is where I start to get hysterical. I know because <laughs> I'm going to make it all about me, of and course. And it's so lovely because Weeks is just like, get to the doctor. Get I'm to the like, doctor. Saying, go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. And when she's you like, get there, she's like, roll around on the floor and like, shit yourself. Shit yourself. Shit, shit yourself. yourself. Just shit yourself, and you'll get straight in. <laughs> That's my hand yet. And then I just spend the whole time worrying. You were. I was so worried. It's so lovely Because I just can't know that everyone's like. We have to shut the podcast down. I know. Which we're going to have to anyway. And we're going to come back to that as to why this might be our last ever podcast. (laughs) So fast forward to me getting to Ron or Shaw. Rob got the train from work there. Met me there. The doctor rang ahead, by the way. Yeah, he rang ahead. That's always serious. I know. When he said, I'm I'm calling How did you get there? I was like, I drove. Oh, you're an idiot. And because he said to me, can someone drive you? And I went, I've got the car. And he just looked at me just because he's been our GP for now like 20 years. Yeah. And, and he's just like, oh, of course you do. <laughs> um, and so, and I got in almost straight. There was virtually no one in emergency at Royal <laughs> North Shore. different now. Right? And I just walked Why in. Why did you go to North Shore? Why didn't you go to Northern Beaches? Ah, uh, I'm still in the camp of, I'm not ready to instill my faith in that system yet. Okay. Um, once they basically built, once Northern Beaches, you know, built a splint for Oscar out of um, tongue depressors okay. because they were out of the... I just kind of went... I, but I know lots of people who have been there and have been there for surgeries or have stayed there or, you know, have had problems. Okay, you're diverting. But, anyway. Um, and I got in very quickly. Which, did you have to do my thing? No. And, of course... But I did do that thing where I was like... Which I advise everyone against... Where I went, you downplayed it? uh, No, I didn't downplay it, but I just went, it's not endone worthy. What an idiot. What the fuck? That is so unlike you. I know. I don't know. Look, I don't know what was going on. See this, but this is how you know I'm not well. Because I'm just talking rubbish. I'm just like, (laughs) and so they gave me some Panadine Fort. Oh, bloody. That's lollies. And like, chicken feed. 10, 15 minutes after they gave me that, the pain just went through the roof. Oh, shit. And I went up to the triage and I sort of was sitting there and Rob just looked at me and he just got this complete dad voice and just went, if this goes on, I'm giving you two more minutes and I'm up at that front desk. And I'm I like, love him. Oh, and I was like, no, that's fine. And then I turned to him like five seconds later and just burst into tears. I mean, it's getting worse. <laughs> so I went up the front and I'm like, oh, it's getting worse. Anyway, they took, then the nurse, the doctor came over and then someone else came over and then I was, and then they took us through to the main arena at Ronald Shaw which Still is like, no hot dogs? No. Oh. 
see, I can't even actually remember who okay. I saw. And then, um, but I was in the same bed as I was in when we went back in with my back. That bed that I threw up? Yeah. No, what? no, that was upstairs once oh, okay. after the surgery. So Again, making like... it more about me and when um... she had to get something. What was it? That was my back surgery. I know, but then you got you got a scald and staph infection. I got a staph and infection. I was visiting you and they I came I was in. telling you about how they cut it open yes, and all the and pus. Yes, and I vomited. Yes. And you're, oh, I'm going to go. And I'm just sitting there pressing my morphine buzzer like every three seconds until the nurse would come around and go, I don't think, did anyone teach you about how the self-release works? And I go, yeah. She goes, we just pressed it 18 times in like 10 minutes. I'm just like, I'm feeling things and I don't want to feel I don't want to feel anything. <laughs> That's um, why the world invented alcohol, yeah. <laughs> so which got you into this mess in the first oh place. Oh God, yeah. So anyway, so we were in there. They ran all the bloods, and the bloods came back. And my there's a thing that they measure for pancreatitis called lipase, and my lipase were fine. But he said, but considering your pancreas doesn't produce the normal amount, perhaps for you, normal lipase is actually a problem. You know, Anyway, go you know, go home, come back if it gets worse. And then I don't really remember the weekend. That was that was Thursday night. I don't really remember much of the next few days. Because we also went to see Lucy on the Sunday, yeah. which you were very unwell at. I just so don't quite even Props to you for it. even coming. And then everyone <laughs> was letting off the hook too, you know. The I know. Facebook that page was were like, so nice. And then Rob when Rob picked me up, he just went, Okay, you can't actually even focus on me. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I, and then, um, and you had a restful week and then I went and saw my shrink on Monday morning cause I had that as a standing appointment and I was talking to him and he just went, okay, so in unexplained abdominal pain that has not improved for five days, for five days, you need to go back after you've seen me. He's in, he's literally across the road from yeah. Ronald Shaw. So we went back and we were there for 12 hours and when we walked into emergency, there was literally almost a line going out the door and it was like a war zone. You know when, you know those scenes in MASH when the choppers yeah, yeah, have yeah, arrived yeah. and then it's just like, you yeah, know, yeah. that's what it was. It was like a scene out of MASH. So that was like sort of when the coronavirus hysteria really so, kicked in. Well, when we'd been there on the Thursday, they'd said to us, no, no, we've set up a separate clinic. But I think what happened was it was it was literally just each day it gained more momentum and so more people were just coming in to say I need to be tested and Greg Hunt the federal health minister had said if you think you might have it just go to your local hospital to be tested but they really didn't think this through and as one of the medicos in emergency said to me that's a great plan if you have the infrastructure set up to cope with that and you should have seen the like this is the thing that I worried about was the nurses, the triage nurses, none of them had, were in gowns and gloves and, and masks. Like none of them were being protected. So oh. their employer's not protecting them. And then 5,000 people are coming in because they've got a sniffle and, and they're all sitting with the other people coming into emergency who are really unwell, apart from the girl in front of me who had the cat scratch. And don't at me, all you people that added me on Instagram about how cat scratches are really dangerous. I know cat scratches are dangerous. Oscar had them, ended up in hospital. I know. But for fuck's sake, there she was, a cat scratch, a cat bite. And it was like, your local medical centre can put you on a course of IV, like can put you on a course of antibiotics and give you you a hard strength. So don't at me, people. Don't go to the GP. And meanwhile, she was sitting there. ER for that sort of shit. You know, with her 
glossy black mane. And then you didn't after like I, this lady. Did and then you? after I'd been triaged and I was walking back, she was actually holding some of her hair across her face as her face mask. Ugh. I'm not shitting you. Like I just wanted, I I just wanted to punch on in my weakened state. And they were there for forever. And then they did do a CT scan and they did more bloods. And, and they were really like, we really don't know. And then the gastro specialist, like he did actually come around and he was like, we really don't know. Like you're obviously not well and you're obviously in pain, but we don't know why. Okay, because you've made some, and you're up and about today. You're feeling much so, better today. I seemed to sort of turn the corner Wednesday night, like just started to sort of turn the corner Wednesday night. We went to Wings and Tins because Groby won his baseball grand final. Yes. And I just sat there going, <laughs> and then I went, I'm just going to try one that's not spicy, that's not, you know, and I just had it. A wing. A wing. Chicken wing. Yeah. And it was okay. I didn't. You didn't shit yourself? I didn't shit myself. I didn't have crippling... Um, stomach cramping, and I didn't feel like I was going to vomit. And I went, huh? Okay, so we discussed prior to the podcast that you've inex- you, you've you've turned into a Mormon, basically. You've made some lifestyle changes. So, what happens when you get an inexplicable abdominal uh, ailment is you stop eating and drinking pretty much everything, apart from water or um, Bickford's hashtag not sponsored lemon barley cordial. I love that shit. Oh my god, and Bickford's get on board. And Bickford, uh, we write about them a lot, and they're a really Bickford's. great company, um, like a really lovely company, and um, and really going from strength to strength, like huge expansions and growth. Really exciting to see for an Australian company based out of South Australia. Can I just press pause there? Do you know that fancy tonic soda water company that make the cute little bottles of Cap- Cappy? The cappy no. ones or the fever tree? Fever tree. Yes. I was up in Noosa recently. Noosa. And I went to get some Sarada. And of course, I only had that right. particular brand, which I paid $800 for four little bottles. Of course, yes. And the man said to me, I said, this is really trendy. It's everywhere. And he said, it's an American company. It's only eight years old. And they turn over like $50 billion a year. <sighs> wow. Anyways, you were. We should, de- we should develop our own tonic company. Let's do that. Let's actually become small business owners that then becomes a huge business that then, but then someone like Coca-Cola Amatol buys into us and, and then okay, we just make okay. a fortune. Okay. My friend Lisa, she's the vet I told you about. Yes. Yes. And who I went to the school reunion yes. with. And she had something called a gin and sonic. So it's gin, one part tonic, two parts soda. And I they think, have to make that? Like the, yeah. like the bartender. So we could make a Sonic. A Sonic, which is a soda and tonic mix. I it doesn't have... Write that down. Can you write that down? <laughs> Under Bickford's? I'll have to see whether we so, can use that. Anyway, word. so Wednesday night was okay. Didn't shit myself after some chicken wings. And then Thursday, Friday, I really just started to feel more myself. So here's basically what has happened. <laughs> which means we have absolutely nothing in common anymore. I just... They said to me, you know, when all of this was going on, they said, if you were in hospital, if we put you into hospital, we would put you on an IV and we would basically starve you for four days to let everything settle down and, and calm down. And I was like, mm, it sounds like really terrible. <laughs> but I literally went home and did exactly the same thing. I could drink some Bickford's cordial or water and I could, I could sometimes stomach like a piece of dry toast and, um, and things like, like an arrowroot biscuit. Like something that's just 
dry and plain and just doesn't tax any part of your body, right? And oh then, gosh, it's good getting old. Oh, I know, isn't it? And then, but meanwhile, still raging diarrhea. So it's just like, so my poo doctor did actually say, okay, I'm going to do another. I need a poo sample. I'm like, oh, nothing like pooing on a piece of paper in your toilet and sca- scraping it into a jar to know that you're really alive. Is there? <laughs> I want to know about the lifestyle changes and why you've become a Mormon. Because I, in that time, there was no caffeine, there was no alcohol, there was no fatty food, minimal dairy, and... No fun. No fun. Like, just misery. It was misery. It was a week of misery. <laughs> but I, I haven't had a hot flush. Not one. Excuse me, that is quite the breakthrough. Not one. She has not had one hot flush since she's become a Mormon. And I would, like... I would have had, I would have been averaging at all, between four and seven a day. So does that mean you're going to stay on this new regime? I don't know. It's like really terrible. Like, why would you do that? Sorry, I can't speak to you, Papa Woog, at the moment. Oh, Papa Woog. I love him. That's so um, cute. Um, yes, yeah, so... so if this continues, I will be looking for a new co-host <laughs> of the Hot Flush one whom can get on board. Obviously, we're not doing booze reviews today because we want Kim to stay alive. And so I'm going to see what all of these other... Because then my the poo doctors had me do all these other tests because it could be other things where I don't have... There's not enzymes or proteins can in my gut. Can this be called the poo edition? No, there's not that much about poo. There's a lot about stomach We're about to talk about poo. Oh, oh yeah, we are too. Um, and so, yeah, and then I had all this blood taken on... Whatever day it was, Thursday. I I'm think getting I a bit bored now. Yeah, but it's going to take several weeks for me to, uh, for my cells to replace all the blood they took in the blood test. I know. And one of them was a genetic test, which was an interesting because that's not going to be covered by. That's going to cost me about a thousand bucks, I reckon. Not that I know, and because um, it's not covered by Medicare, um, so I'll wait for that bill. Thank you, Hanley Moyer. I want money. I want skin in that game. The pathology oh, game. Oh, pathology. That is just a... Yeah. Yeah. We've got family friends who are in pathology and they seriously have more money than God. To have more money than God. I know. And a lot of beautiful jewellery. Speaking of God, did you hear there's a big Hillsong conference on this weekend? Do you know, I don't know if that's actually on or if that was just the shovel being naughty. I do like a good rumour though. Oh my God. Like... Kudos to them for so starting. So for all our overseas listeners. Well, every, they're all in as much of a lockdown as we are. We're all in the shit. Yeah. Quite literally. And, and I'm thinking it's only going to be a matter of moments before they close the schools. Um, yeah. Camp, of course, was uh, was called off at the last minute. The Easter show is closed. The Burrowing Fair is closed. Everything is closed. All of the shows are closed. The Opera House is closed. Mm. With Tim Mitchin's concert next Friday that we're going to closed. Everything's cancelled. Everything's cancelled. And a lot of people are like kind of bitching and moaning about it. And those people need to just pull their head in and go, listen, this is short-term pain for long-term gain. Absolutely. So China went into complete shutdown and now in March they're down to, and yes, I know their figures are not necessarily, you know, but Reggie but, but the World Health Organization, uh, you know, are sort of in there trying to vet all that stuff anyway. But they're down to like 15 new cases a day or something mm. compared to when they were at 1,000 new cases a day. And they went hard 
like from jet through January, February, and into and really into this month. So, well, and you know what? If you choose to self isolate or pull your kids out of school, that's your choice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like people go, oh, you're being over dramatic. Well, I've got an, I've got a, a family member, a very close family member, who's got a very very compromised immune system. Yeah. Do you think that we're going to be sending our kids to school and then going to visit them? Yeah. No. 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 We won't. And I've got we've got two people in that. Like if Oscar got this. I don't even want to Think imagine what's what will what would sort of happen with it. So I actually, um, I actually pulled him out of one of his social programs, and they were going to the first manly home game tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he was just so gutted. And I t- but we talked about it, and I said, you know, there's this really bad bug. There's a really bad illness going around, and if you're sitting in a stand, and anyone in your sort of like three or four person radius front behind and around or anyone that you walk past in the crowd or anyone that you stand in the queue for to get your your um meat pie or any guy that's in the toilets when you're in the toilets has it you are at much greater risk of getting it and it's going to make you very 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 sick Mm. and he's just like okay (laughs) and do you know who i feel for the most though I feel the most for small businesses who are so, like, desperately affected by it. Oh, it's just been a, f- a bit of a fuck-up of years. So I think it was um, Benjamin Law on Twitter. I think it was him. He's very clever. Oh, he's so clever. So funny. He was saying that um, a friend of his actually, who I think, oh, ran into a mate who noted the cancellation of an Australian cultural festival, which I think was probably the Easter show. It's the New South Wales, Sydney East, Royal Easter show. Um, cultural festival means half their annual income was obliterated overnight. Like, I can't even fathom, you know. Speaking of obliterated, the markets yes. are also having quite the <laughs> ups and downs. Having well, a bit of skin in that game myself, it's been quite an interesting week. But for some reason, it rallied on Friday. Trump did something. Was that when he did his widely panned, like, presidential address from the Oval Office or something? Yeah. Um, I st- or was that when do he you did? Know what? Like, I still like sometimes think I've fallen and knocked myself. Out, <laughs> and I'm actually at the moment in a coma in an ICU with with my family and friends gathering around me for years on end, and I'm living in this weird, weird. And you're going to wake up one day and go, I was, <laughs> "Yes, you wouldn't believe what happened." Scott Morrison was prime minister. Peter Hutton, Peter Dutton was responsible for our like you know borders, and Donald Trump was on the apprentice. <laughs> Who's the prime minister? Who's the president? And, and that numpty... Oh, I can't... These names falling out of my head now because that's too many political names for one go. In England, is the prime minister there? I know. That's what I feel like is going to happen. I'm actually God, wouldn't not wouldn't it be great? Here. Hey, um, our mate Wendy Harmer actually put a thing up today. I love the long reads in the Atlantic and the New York Times and the Washington Post. They're always fascinating and so researched. And, and really you go, I'll just, I'll just start it. <laughs> There was one that I read actually about the uh, the flight was it MH I can't remember the one that disappeared over the ocean, um, and this the report was remarkable and apparently the journalist who wrote that wrote um, a series of posts that and then became a book about 
um, 9-11 that were are basically regarded as the thing. Anyway, Wendy has said today, uh, a cogent and concise summation of Trump and his presidency, as you will read anywhere. And it's called The Trump Presidency is Over and it's in the oh, Atlantic. I read that yet. I yeah, saw that. it's in the Atlantic.com. I started to read it this morning. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's really good. So let's get on top of that. Okay, can so just, just I'm a Mormon. The world is going to shit. Uh, I'm in a coma. You're in a coma. Um, hang on. I've got some breaking news. Breaking news. Every person entering New Zealand will be required to enter a self-isolation for 14 days. Oh, look. How sensible. <laughs> oh, look. The country that is basically the, the golden child, the poster child for sensibility. Someone who's got a medical background advising the government. Yes. Now, if we were really serious about this and we wanted it to go away, yes. every person who enters the country from now on is required for 14 days to self-isolate. Imagine that, though. Like, imagine if you had, like, an Airbnb that you were going to down in, like, some... I mean, the whole that, that whole country is like a postcard. But And then you just were like, oh... We just have to stay here for 14 days. Do you know what makes me sad about this? My nephew, Fergus, and his beautiful girlfriend, Erin. Yes. They were going to Europe. Oh. You know, for a big six-week tour. So they've had to cancel it. And yesterday they just booked New Zealand. (laughs) Oh, Fergus. Fergus. I I just wouldn't be travelling anywhere. I wouldn't either. Like, I don't care. I actually don't care about once you're in the country because I think there are things that you can do to minimise your chance of catching it. But when you're on a plane and you're confined and that air is reticulated or whatever it is, that's just not good. Hey, one final thing on my um, inexplicable abdominal alignment, alignment, uh, malign uh, ailment, is my renewed focus on self-care because... One of the things that could have been a trigger is stress. And a wonderful friend of ours, um, Sarah, who used to work at the Missing People's Association, she's now an academic, and she's just an all-round good human, was saying that a couple of years ago she had pretty much exactly the same thing and her poo doctor eventually just went to her I really think this is just decades of you burying that stress, just pushing it down. And I just went and I just had something happen. I don't particularly want to go into it. It wasn't on a personal, you know, it's not. But I've just had those few weeks of real sort of intensity and... Um, and then Oscar with his thumb and, you know, oh, it's, yeah, just, it's been a clusterfuck, right? It's been like pretty full on. And I just, someone just said something to me that was really, it just, um, it was upsetting. I did the whole grief thing. Like mm-hmm. it was, I was really hurt. And then I was really upset. And then I was really angry. And then I was like, you know, and then I was like, I have to leave some time before I talk to this person because I want to actually let all that settle. Yeah, and and see see what's left over. And then actually go, these are the these actually this is actually the root of it. These are the core, you know. Yeah, I absolutely get that. 
and that was basically where I was at when this arrived. And um, and it's certainly not it's certainly not due just to, you know I'm not saying that that's all. Yeah, it was just that was I think. I oh. think that was the final bird on the branch. And I think women <laughs> of our age carry around so much stress yeah. that we we do not want to deal with it. Um, and I think and that, I was that, talking that could to cause our, some massive health implications. And I was talking to our beautiful friend. Apparently I'm a doctor. <laughs> you look like a doctor. Thank you. <laughs> Am I a hot doc though? Oh, you're a total hot doc. You're a MILF doc. <laughs> I was also talking to our... Gorgeous friend Amanda, who had a shitstorm of a year last year, literally. Yeah, um, with she got her. something called a thunderclap migraine. Oh, after that, oh, she had yeah. the colon and the oh. diverticular, you name it. And but we were talking about it, and she said the very first, um, the first big digestive thing that she had, like problem, was then diagnosed as the first indicator of her PTSD. And I just sort of said, because I said to Rob when I was in the midst of all of this, I said, I know that they can't find anything, but there's definitely something. And so to me, this is for me my wake-up call that if I don't make changes and do things now when it's currently inexplicable, then it will reach a point where it will be where Amanda was at or that it is pancreatitis or it is something Mm. that then may have to involve like surgeries and invasive and so so what are you going to do um i have re-signed up to headspace and i'm doing a daily meditation and the stretches um and exercises that my amazing physio gave me for my back that i meant to do three times a day i am at least now doing every morning i do my meditation and then i do the stretches um i'm going to see how long i can go um, on my sort of no alcohol, no caffeine. At the moment, it doesn't feel like. To, at the moment, I still don't feel like it. Yeah, gosh, no. My because, system is still just going. Your subconscious oh. will be associating yes. that yeah. with extraordinary pain. Yeah, and that's certainly not to say you know someone's but like I'm not doing some. I am not. That's being like some, me when I eat a zinger burger. I'm not going to shit myself in twenty minutes. <laughs> so I associate <laughs> zinger burger with being on the toilet. But sometimes oh. it has to be done. Sometimes it has to be done. <laughs> Sometimes these is the, the baby needs it. Because <laughs> when I was pregnant, I'd always be eating hot chips oh. and chocolate milkshakes. I was for the baby. It's for the baby. <laughs> and now I I'd make myself ice cream Sundays at night and go. The baby must need dairy. <laughs> must need dairy in all forms. Whipped cream, ice cream. And I was doing the shopping with H Man yesterday, and I said, "Grab us some um, super large tampons, dolls." And he goes, "Yeah," and chucks them in. Then we get to the soft drink aisle. He goes, if you get any period, I said, yeah, it's supposed to be today. So we put in the two bottles of deep spring lemon water. So, you know, I'm teaching my boys. You are. About Care. things that our mummy needs. Yeah. When she this needs helps. Them. This helps mum when she's feeling really shit. And then Jackie will come in and say, do you want me to get your hot water bottle? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the first day, like I think it was the Friday morning. Jasper came in and just sort of said to me, "Can I get? Can I make you a cup of tea?" So sweet, so sweet. Um, okay, so yeah, quickly, so I'm doing some self, all those doing some self care. Interested? I've turned the corner with the H man. Oh my god, we're like best friends. <gasps> this is huge. Just roll around in that for a while. We are having the, so much fun because he's got his L, so we're driving. 
And then we're laughing. And do you know what it is? I've stopped yelling at him. I've stopped yes, yelling at him. But you stopped yelling at him because his he's behaviour improved. Yeah? No, they were no. Both, do you think I was both not linked? reacting to ah, the behaviour. Yes. Whereas before I was reacting and like a dog, any attention is good attention. Yes. So I just stopped reacting when he said revolting things or I just walked away or I just didn't give it any attention yes. and then I praised the good behavior and then I said you like know, a toddler like, 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 a, like a, a toddler and I wrote an article about it which was very widely read thank you very much everybody and now he's like we hang out this is the thing I remember when Felix was a toddler he was so aggressive and violent and angry. And then I stopped just reacting to that. And when he did something lovely, I'd go, oh, like he'd build a, you know, bloody beautiful it? track with Thomas the effing engine. And I'd go, oh, what an amazing track. And you could literally see yeah. physically the change in him of just like the relaxing. shoulders would go back and relaxing. And, the... and not so angry. And we're still getting little snippets of it there. And, you know, yeah. Mr. Chand and I were on the phone call. Like, he's the deputy principal. We're basically dating. <laughs> Um, we did have a chat and we have a meeting next week about something that's you know not mine to share with the group but nothing too bad yeah um they call him the unsuspendable woog (laughs) at the school (laughs) he's just like me he is exactly like i was yeah, but I've seen Mr. Woog now when he gets a bit tetchy and a bit riled up, and I'm like, fuck, that's just Harry. So he's, he's copping it from both genetic gene, like both gene pools. Poor kid. <laughs> anyway, he's going out on a date tonight with a, a, a woman. <laughs> he showed Lady me a photo. <laughs> he showed me a photo of his dad, and we just went, oh, you're right, because he's so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, Harry. I think you might be like punching above your weight, mate. Or getting catfished. <laughs> I was going to be Peter and Darling Harbour. I said, don't wake up, you know, in an ice bath without your kidneys or anything. <laughs> oh, anyway, good on him. Oh, wow. He's got lofty ambitions. Lofty ambitions. Hey, should we talk about uh, readers' questions? I just want to quickly talk about period oh. poo. So I oh, have yeah. oh, look did you, did you see how I just tried yeah. to... Uh, so there's been a lot of poo chat. Uh, period poo. And if you don't want to talk about it, and which I absolutely understand, um, but I suggested it as a topic. And lots of people responded to that saying, oh, thank God it stopped just me. So if you don't like talking about feces, don't blame you. But uh, <laughs> just fast forward for the next five minutes. Why can't I stop? What's that word there? Blame prostaglandins. You pr- blame prostaglandins. Just before your period begins, the cells that make up the lining of your uterus begin producing more pr- prostaglandins. And that's why you poop a lot more around your period. And why does it smell so bad? Oh, uh, this aspect's likely because of your premenstrual eating habits. <laughs> you can blame unusual food cra- cravings on the hormone prostaglandins. Progesterone. Um, progesterone helps regulate your period. It rises before it and helps you prepare your body for conception and pregnancy. Buck off, progesterone. <laughs> hey, and that's why you have that Zinger burger. Yeah, high levels of progesterone during the premenstrual phase have been linked to compulsive eating before your period. Ah, oh, you know, it explains why you want to stuff all the feels and irritability down with ice cream and chocolate at that time of the month. Do you know, it is, it's that day and you're like, why can I not stop eating? And then your period arrives. I know. And it's like, that's when I crave 
zingers and cheeseburgers and it's always savoury stuff. And it's those sort of changes in your normal diet that gives you something that Paul Nicholson used to always say at uni, and I used to always Who call said him this? Paul Nicholson, Nico. Yeah. Who married Nita. Yeah. Um, he used to always say, um, he can tell, because we live with him and three girls, because he said, you've got period breath. PB, he used to call it. It's a true thing. Wow. Um, and farts. Oh, period farts. Oh, and the, I don't know whether I should get into this. Wives do sometimes. Do you get constipated, Kim? Well, because you get the runny poos before it arrives, then you get your period, then you get constipated, and then your period finishes and you get runny poos again. I don't understand. So why do you get constipated? Hormones. You have to up the fibre in your diet. Low levels of prostaglandins and high levels of progesterone can both slow digestion and make your poop go MIA. It's a great little article that we've got from Healthline. Healthline. If you have period constipation, upping the fibre in your diet, exercise, and drink (laughs) lots of water can help keep things moving. Sometimes you get diarrhoea. I know I do, Kim. Yes, I do too. It's Um, not very nice. No, it's also quite urgent. It's like yes. urgent diarrhea. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if you're a coffee drinker and tend to partake in more coffee to help perk you up during your period, that could make the diarrhea worse because coffee has a laxative effect. I know. And when I used to be a smoker, Kim, yes. I used to get up in the morning and have a coffee and a durry. And then a poo? And then that was then your day was underway. Oh, my God. It was like having... A packet of Ford pills. <laughs> Remind um, me to tell you a funny story. Oh, decaffeinated coffee um, also has a laxative effect. So that's not going to help you either. Oh, I don't oh. really care about that. Oh, what was it though? People, other people might. What was oh. it? Doesn't oh, yeah, that's boring. Uh, I can't tell if I have cramps or need to poop. Is that normal? I don't know. I don't know. It's boring. Um, is there any way to prevent my tail? <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe you can't say the word. Is there any way to prevent my tampon from coming out every time? Uh, Pelvic muscles and how things are situated inside make some people more likely to push a tampon out during a bowel movement. Straining to pass a hard bowel movement. How are we going there, listeners? I'm not going well! (laughs) Can also, yeah, look, seriously, just, it's just anatomy. It's just going to happen. Stop it. Um... No, look, someone says, do I have to change my tampon every time I poop? No, no I'm not, not I'm not doing that. Why are we talking about wiping now? I'm not talking about wiping. <laughs> I'm seriously, that's too far. <laughs> Nothing seems to help. This Should seemed a really good idea now? at the pre, at the, uh, the meeting we had of our pre, um, production. Uh, I must say, I saw that you were putting out a call about period poo and I go, are we talking about this again? But we've never really really talked about it in a scientific way, which we're talking about it now. Yeah, so look, it's rated to prostaglandins and also progesterone. So, uh, and if you get a bit backed up, make sure that you are uh, eating food with lots of fibre and drinking lots of water. Okay, quick story about Ford pills. Okay. Um, One of my sisters, of which I have three. Yes. uh, Was really, 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 really sick. Right. And she sort of presented with so many sort of symptoms and, and like high blood pressure and drama and anyway and the doctors did not know what was wrong with her so they put her in an isolation ward at Hawkesbury Hospital and it was only after a few days that we could only just wave to her through the window <laughs> she did confess that she had been eating a packet of Ford pills every day to lose weight wow 
could afford pills. That's... <laughs> but she was so embarrassed to tell anyone, so she burned on that she had this mystery ailment. Which was obviously a packet of Ford pills every day is going to make you pretty bloody sick. I'm just going to tell you all right now that I have not been eating a packet of Ford pills every day. What about some Metamucil? No, I don't have any of those things because I poop all the time. <laughs> the last thing I need is a pooping aid. And thus ends our section on period poop. Let's get to the reader's questions. Okay, well, curiously, when like every, every week, dear listeners, we go are you going to put the shout out or i put the shout out and then you know one of us puts the shout out so this week we both put a shout out out yeah because yours was just asking people to tell them about the toilet paper there was no questions no i did ask something i said ask ask us your questions and tell us how many rolls of shit biscuits you have in your house because i've never heard the phrase shit biscuit before until you used it no shit tickets tickets. Uh, right anyway so i'm just going to yeah, I'm not actually going to go through everyone talking about how many roles they have. I, I think a shout out to my friend Rach, who um, is a support uh, manager for people with disability. And the floor of the showers at work collapsed yesterday. Now, work for her is a home with some, um, some you know, clients who have uh, a disability. So that's, you know, let's just have a shout out for her that... Yeah, you know, no floor in a shower with in a household of people with a disability. That's not good for any household, but that's just, yeah, it's not great. Um, oh, and Elaine, her uh, son is on the same Duke of Ed hike that Jasper is currently on out there in this glorious rain, hiking up. And she says she wants to meet you at pickup. I know, but um, Jasper's friend's dad is bringing him home. I managed to score that. Um, God, it's so much toilet paper stuff. Um, oh, okay. Very yes. happy with your recommended country road top on sale. Thanks, Kate. I wrote back, I am so pleased. And then Julie wrote back, she also bought Kim's Dick Juba maxi dress too. I said, which dress was that one? The Lara Tai front maxi dress. Now, I think that might be my one. That's your one. Okay. Thanks, Julie. I wanted that. I wanted that in the black, not the print, and they never had it back. They've never brought it back. Oh, okay. And um, for those who are on Instagram after this, we're doing um, Kim's going to try on the linen tank for period poo. I used to get constipated for the duration of my period. This is from Robin. It was like the lower hemisphere refused to have any more than two out functional at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Period poo. I always used to get constipated for the duration of my period. It was like the lower hemisphere refused to have more than two outlets functional at the same time. I think that should be the opening line of a book. (laughs) That was right until the end when every time I got a period in the last six months of Menzies, I felt like I wanted to shit half my guts out one end and throw up the other half and crawl up into a heap and die. Oh, this oh, is Robin. what we all go through. God, Robin, you're unreal. Stop buying toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, Tina asked if either of us had had communication from our schools. Were they prepared for shutdowns? Um, yeah, we've had a lot of communications from schools. Um, it's just sort of updating us on who and who can and cannot come to school. Mm. So if you've been in Uzbekistan, you know, that sort of thing. People, a lot of stuff about hoarding food and toilet paper. 
Just, just don't be an idiot. I think, you know, I mean, I know that when everyone started to hoard it and I was the biggest, like, you know, people are idiots. But in all seriousness, what is going on in, in people's minds that they feel that? Like the fear. That's, that's coming have from you ever, fear. Have you ever run out of toilet paper? Yeah. It's the worst. I know. But coronavirus isn't going to give you diarrhea. No, I, 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 I get that. But mm. if they say to us, everything's locked down for the next month and you run out of bog roll, and the way we go through it in our family is quite remarkable. Yeah. I must say ours are like, um, <clears throat> our boys have been quite good in scaling it back. Good. Sonia, period poos are the worst. Having to deal with the full release of the, all their splendour of the two horrendous things on day two ever, never, ever fails to disgust me. Whoever planned it that way needs shooting. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the best readers. Don't we? Misses or whatever the flushes. So Deborah says a hot tip. Her hubby's on a carnivore diet and that means less pooping, which means less bog roll use. <laughs> She's down 60% in pooping. True story. Yeah, but Deborah, he's going to end up with colon cancer. Like, just get the guy eating some fibre, for God's sake. Sharon, do you have regular bug tests to check health issues? Do you act on the results if they're not ideal? Do you feel like keeping on top of your mental and physical health sometimes becomes a part-time job And we, as we get older, i.e. it requires concentrated time and effort? Yes, 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 tickety-tick, tick. No, no, <laughs> no. So at the moment, I'm sitting on three referrals for different scans. Yep. But I've decided that the first quarter, of which we are coming to an end soon, it's all about dental work. Okay. And then the next one is just a, ma- a regular mammogram. And then we work down to the ablation. Right. You know, and then, you know, we just try and get it all. But it's like a car. When it's brand new on your baby, everything runs smoothly. No, Hopefully. No. This... Down here, your, what did she call it? Her lower hemisphere is a priority. You need to scale that up above the boobs, thanks. Okay. Yeah, stop. You're just, yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to make that all sound very, you know, adult. God! That's not, Damn it! It's just you. You saw through that. It's just like I'm made of glass. Yeah, no. Nah, you do that and I'm going to make you like some cannelloni. I'm going to make you a lasagna. I just don't want I'm to be fucked you... by, the, by the camera. You'll be asleep. Dildo cam. When you be asleep? No, because I could dildo cam you first and work out what's going on. Oh, happen. God, that's nothing. That's nothing. Take some Panadol and then go in and just be a big girl. No, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's shitty, but you have to go and do it. Uh, Lindley. <clears throat> I get period farts. Only occasionally strange poo. But the farts. Oh, my God. They could strip paint off a wall. My <laughs> sister and niece are the same. And then everyone said yes. And they are a special kind of fart, actually. They're hot. They are hot. And the, they're not necessarily loud. No. But they're lo- they are. No, when they are actually like a leaking gas. Yeah. And like yeah. once I did one, I was on the couch and the dog got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> uh, you know, the worst thing is when you're in an open plan office and you can't let them out. You just got to hold them in and then you get stomach cramps. Well, then you. Yeah. You, yeah. What about when you open the elevator and someone's just dropped their guts and you have to pretend <laughs> that you can't smell it? This is actually why I can, <sighs> this is why I can never move into a position of authority where I have my own office because I would happily <laughs> fart all day and people would just be like, I can't meet you in your office. And I'd be like, that is fair. 
Oh. And Helen just wanted to say, I'm glad that you're back. Kim is up and walking around. Woolly yes. biting her tongue. She's back. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So Woolly's last night in Monova, in Narrabeen. We walk in because we're literally like, I've got stuff for dinner, but we walk in because I've met Rob. I'd been to the chemist and so I was met and Rob just arrived on the bus and blah, blah. And, and he was like, oh, I really just feel like something, you know, I want to do some hungry shopping, like some, let's shop hungry. Oh, have you seen my cupboard? <laughs> so we literally walked in and we just went, what, what's going on? What's happening in here? It was seriously like, you know, when you're waiting for doors to open and, um, or, you know, the start of an event or something and everyone's just milling around outside. Well, that's what it was like, except all those people were milling around on the other side of the registers. So they were already in Woolworths and every single self-serving um, machine had stopped working. So I think it's eight machines. No, And of course, Woolies doesn't then have as many people on staff because they've got the self-serving checkouts. Which everyone is like touching. Yeah. And so there's two people on checkouts and then two people on the, you know, when you go through when you've just only got a couple of things. And that was it. So <laughs> there was like, I don't know, 20 people deep on each line. And then one of the guys, you know, he's like 16, just goes, oh, sorry, I'm closing now after you. And I'm like, it's going to be a riot. It's going to be a riot. And now, of course, everything, I'm just like really conscious of if it's like starting to, I'm like, oh, I've got to move away. I've got to move away. Breathe in the white light. Breathe out the black smoke. Breathe in the white light. Breathe out the black smoke. It's <laughs> just like, we were there for so, like, we were seriously, we were there for like 45 minutes. Worst job in the world this week. And we bought, and we bought two types of chips. Worst job in the world this week, my friend Cracker is the Chief Operating Officer yes. of Woolworths Home Delivery. <gasps> oh, my God. She's so, like, important. Yeah. But she's not having a good week. <laughs> how would you, though? Like, how It wouldn't matter how competent you were at that job. You would have had no... She is the most competent professional person I've ever yep. met. You would have had no forewarning that this was how Australians were going to react. Yeah, she's like, yeah, not been great. So, well, there you go. That's for being, like, corporate ass kisser and yeah. climbing the ladder and being successful salary at the age of 40. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell, I chose the wrong guy. Psychosomatic symptoms. Is menopause or COVID? I wish menopause... This is from Harriet, and Ruth jumps in and says, I wish menopause could get fucking COVID. <laughs> yes. That would be good. Uh... Mirren. I'm sure flushers don't need to be reminded to be kind to hospital staff. We are doing our best under very trying circumstances. Please don't shout at us. And Meryn is a friend who I met on one of the Woods World retreats, and she's the nicest. Like, she's that nurse you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That nurse you just, who's got that face. Do you know? That you trust, and who's going to, knows that you want an extra blanket before you even tell her. Yeah. I have to say, if anyone yells every at you, Mary, you let me know who that is, and I'll go them. Every single nurse and doctor that I saw at Ronald Shaw were above and beyond. They were so so good, and I just thought, and you could see on that Monday when we went in, just how stressed and angry they were because the system was not supporting them. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to do their job, but you know the powers that be and the bureaucracy have not. And so it, it was then left to them to go, okay, we have an entire group of people here, like probably 50 people who are potentially highly contagious with a disease, you know, with, a, with an illness. 
And then we have, and then we probably have 20 people here who have presented with a whole host of ailments who are obviously really sick, apart from Cat Bite Lady. And it was just like, and you could see they were so frustrated. And that sort of really, that, yeah, that pisses me off. Mm. So be nice to the hospitals. Just be nice to everyone. Yeah. Like, that's just a general rule. Yes. And if you see any acts of dickheadry, call it. Call it out. Go, really? Yeah. Okay. Danny. Oh, my God. I didn't realise period poo was a thing for others. Why does my shit become so runny, messy, grainy? It's like fucking mass murder. Grainy? Oh, too far. Danny. But good on you. Because that's too. Oh, I think. I think in a hot flush first, Danny. You have made Kim gag. You need to write that down on the show notes. That is a first. God. Grainy crap. Got Kim very gagging. Oh God. (laughs) Okay, Kirsty. Well, she (laughs) controls herself. Kirsty wants to talk about shit menopausal hair. Mine has gone from looking great for two days to needing to be washed and blow-dried every 12 hours to look decent. Help. Kirsty? Cut it all off. Cut it all off or get yourself some dry shampoo. Or put in a ponytail. Um, oh, gosh. I don't think I'm going to, to read this one out. <laughs> How are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. Victoria had a horrendous experience with my last perimenopausal period. I'm scared stiff of the next. Last one arrived a week early on the night of my fringe performance. Very embarrassed to say that I have now experienced the self-ejecting tampon (gasps) mid-song with one swift crescendo giving it all and, well, let's just say the floodgates opened. Holy shit, Victoria. Okay. (sighs) Thank God I was in all black sequin skirt. Thanks for the inspo, Kate. Managed to waddle off stage left. Post song to scrounge a spare tampon from the girls out the back catering for the show. Jesus, when I thought it couldn't get any worse. Mortified. Just thought I'd share. Okay. (laughs) We do talk about the self-ejecting tampon a couple of episodes ago. We did. It happened to me at at airport and it's happened to Kim at work. Yeah. How to stay... No, where did it happen to me? No, I was at Woolies. At Woolies. And I was crouched down looking at Thank deodorants. Thank you for sharing, Victoria. That was terrific. Justine, how to remain calm and relaxed when you are surrounded by negative and panic. What's nice things we can do for ourselves to establish or maintain our sense of balance and calm? I've got one good word for you. You get off your phone. You get off the media. You stick your head in a book. Go for a walk. Go to the movies. Just get off your phone. Yeah. Get off your phone. It's so true. Seriously, Amanda Palmer put a thing up yesterday saying, "What if everything, if all the phone system and everything went down, what would you do?" And I just the first the first things that just came out of my head were walk over to the beach, take the kids for a bush walk, bake actually baking was first, and and read a book. Oh, go to the just, pub. Just pump. Get a counter Those all just came there's, out. There's lots of things to do, but if you're spending your whole time, and if you look around, wherever you are, you might be on a train, you might be shopping, everyone's got their, their nose stuck in a phone, yeah. and it's my job, and some of the best part of the world is, like, not getting on your phone. Yeah. Because if you don't read it, it didn't happen. This is true. Um, can you remind Shay... Why everyone to be kind to people in any form of retail? It's truly not our fault the stuff we don't have stop has purchase limits or cost more. Stop shooting the messenger. 
Yes. And Cindy, I think we'll finish with you. I hope Kim's feeling better. Oh, I am. As a normally calm person, all that's happening is very overwhelming and scary. I also work in healthcare. Tips on remaining calm and rational. Well, we've just talked about that, Cindy, but thank you for caring about about our Kimmy as much as I did. I know. Because I can't imagine life without you. And of course, I also Googled all your symptoms and I went, cancer. Yeah, yeah. So then that's when I was freaking out because the world would not be without you. Yes. But as my poo doctor says, you don't present as someone who has cancer. (laughs) We're going to finish up there. I'm sorry about all the poo talk, but. Oh my God. You guys wanted to talk about it and, you know. So Danny, let that, so let that be a lesson to Danny, you. Danny, this episode is dedicated to you. <laughs> well done. Have a wonderful, fabulous week. We love you. You take care. And as we like to say, just keep plucking or pooing. No, just plucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no pooping because that's important. <laughs> you, otherwise, you'll get like you know, stop b- it. Bowel yeah, cancer. Stop. <laughs>